Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Excited for this episode, and this was prompted by somebody that listens to our podcast. That's right. So we love getting messages from you guys. We love hearing from you. We love seeing the comments on iTunes, Absolutely. the five-star ratings. Um, super helpful, actually, um, to the ministry. As you know, Isaac has mentioned this before. We don't do advertising on um, popular social, social social media engines, if I can talk <laughs> right, um, because of a personal conviction that Isaac and I both have. Um, and not wanting to give them money. And so when you guys share, you help bless the ministry in ways that you don't even realize. It's so empowering. Um, but one of the things that I, I love, we, we share this often in the podcast that we love hearing from people. Yes. But today we're actually going to share a little testimony from someone who messaged us and share her story because you guys get to hear from our stories, but we love being able to incorporate what things people are learning either through the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program or the podcast into see the fruit that's actually occurring in their children's lives. That is what this ministry is about. It's about God being glorified, kids being led to the Lord, parents growing in spiritual maturity, and having a biblical perspective and intentionality in their parenting. Amen. And it's Holy Spirit driven. So we listen to what the Spirit's telling us and it tells us things through you and sometimes our conversations, sometimes something happened for, to one of us during the week or an experience. Even through the Bible when we're reading scripture it's, or in it's, prayer. It's really yeah. cool. And I remember in the beginning, by the way, 200. We just hit 200 episodes last week. So it's 201. Uh, so uh, praise the Lord. And I remember in the early days just pouring out everything, every episode about the topic. Yeah. Everything, every episode about the topic. And we still do that every single time. Yep. But I remember feeling, are we going to have enough to say? I know. I remember thinking that too. What's crazy is that how many times have we been like, hey, maybe we should do something on marriage. We haven't talked about marriage in a while. Yet, like that used to be the thing that we were most passionate about teaching on years ago, back yeah. like 11, 12 years into our marriage. And um, I think if we were to look at all 200 episodes, there's probably only a handful on that topic, Yeah, actually. So maybe one day we'll we'll be bringing you even more on that. But well, hey, today we're talking about encouraging your kids' trust in the Lord. Yes. Um, this is an obvious desire for every parent, but I think the direction of today is going to be really practical, really helpful, and we felt inc- that it was incredibly vital right now to talk about this. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that in a second, but first, we just want to thank you for being part of the 10 Million Legacies movement. It's very important to our hearts, and I know so many other hearts out there that Donate, buy courses, mm-hmm. share on social media. One other thing that's really helpful to get the the podcast specifically, it's kind of the tip of the spear for the ministry to create awareness and give free value to the world that helps the world. And we love that is when you give ratings, five-star ratings on the iTunes or wherever you listen. Also mm-hmm. written reviews. Not only are they encouraging to us when we read everyone, but it really helps the algorithms mm-hmm. to 
get the podcast and the top listings and so forth. Yeah. So more people on that see topic, it. real quick, I've actually had some people say, "Hey, what if I don't want to listen on Apple iTunes? Where else are you guys? I know we're on Spotify. Where else are we, Isaac?" Uh, anywhere you listen, we should be there. But CourageousParenting.com is probably the best place because you get a whole blog post, a video of the episode, audio, uh, audio as well, and uh, write up main points and some free resources and access to all the things the ministry offers. I don't know if you guys realize this, but each podcast episode, generally speaking, um, we will share between two and 10 Bible verses or passages of scripture that we go over. And sometimes people are listening while they're doing laundry or they're on the run or they're driving or whatever, and they don't have pen and paper with them or it's not safe to be writing those down. So if you heard something on a podcast and you're like, man, what was that verse that they covered? I want to read that more. I want to study that more. Just go to CourageousParenting.com. Look through the blog post because we write those scripture references down for you guys and pray that that really draws you more to God's word, less to us. Okay, we're going to dive in. And um, this episode is a lot about faith. And children have this incredible faith in God. I'm talking young children. It's just so sweet. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, and we'll look at scripture, says, be like the children. And it's really amazing. And so we're, we're not talking about necessarily salvation faith right here, faith um, you know, that is part of obviously salvation is a mystery of God, but it takes faith. Right. And but we're talking about when people believe in Jesus, when people believe in God. There is faith that God will show up. There's faith in the way we pray. As James talks about not doubting when we pray. Right. The book of James. It's really important that we actually have an expectancy that God's listening because the truth is, is he hears mm -hmm. every prayer. Mm -hmm. But. There's such a unique opportunity when our kids are really young to bolster their experience with God. Mm -hmm. So as we're about to dive in, um, we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 here real quick. And I want to ask you a question. So let's just look at this verse for a second. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Here's my question. Isn't that what we want for our kids? That's what we want for our kids. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I actually just wrote a post about this today, ironically, where I like listed out, I was sitting on our front porch, just enjoying the word and a cup of coffee in a cup that said prayer changes everything. And I started thinking about the prayers that I've prayed for my kids over the years because we just graduated our third daughter mm -hmm. and I've just been kind of reflecting on parenting because it's like, whoa, okay, we're getting ready to launch another one. And um, I just thought about prayer and how there are so many things that you can do as a parent and we are called to be diligent in those things. But when it comes to heart change, that's something only the Holy Spirit can do. And a lot of parents... Yeah take that responsibility and put that expectation on them to change their child's heart. And I will honestly say that there's a temptation, an unknowing subconscious temptation for parents to act as if they are the Holy Spirit or to think that they actually have the ability that the Holy Spirit has to change their child's heart. And that is actually not true. We have the ability to be a change agent yes. in our child's life. We have the ability to speak truth 
and that God, if he chooses to use that truth in our child's life, he can do that. He can use the thing that we speak to create change in their life, but it's not something that we're actually doing. Yes, God is using us, but he's the one that creates the change. Does that make sense? Amen. Mm -hmm. So when I read this and I go, without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So yes, we want our children to draw near to God. We want them to believe that he exists and we want him. We want God. We desire God. We pray for God to reward our children. We pray that our kids would seek him, that we they would chase after him. This is all the kind of stuff that I literally wrote about today where it's like, yeah, okay. Yes, we want our kids to be saved, but we want so much more than that, don't we? We want our kids to be living on mission, living on purpose, walking in faith, wanting to want to pray. Mm -hmm. We want our kids to want to spend time with God and fellowship with him in his word, reading his word. That's actually like the desire of wanting to read the Bible is actually a fruit of your walk with God. So if you don't have that, there's actually a problem. Like there should be a huge check in our spirit and in our mind where we repent and go, why wouldn't I want to read? That's a huge problem mm -hmm. because this is where God's, this was God's letter to us. Why wouldn't we want to read it? Right? Why wouldn't we want to obey him and know him better? This is how we get to know him better. And experiencing him is part of what we're going to be talking about today. And so I just want to ask you, do you want those things for your child? Do you want them to know God? Do you want them to know he exists and for him to reward them. Hey, well said. And there's a story I want to share. I don't know if you share it, Ange, because you're okay. the one actually read this and saw this on social media. Um, but there was a mom that has this incredible story and her post is going somewhat viral. And she uh, has been listening to our podcast mm -hmm. for, for a really long time and has been learning a ton uh, from what we've been putting out. And the Lord has been having us That's do right. ministry. So I'll just do a shout out to Danielle, um, Danielle Bala, Belmont Bala. She um, messaged me on Instagram with this awesome, awesome testimony. She said, I just want to say how much your podcast, Courageous Parenting, has meant to my husband and I. It's made such a difference in our lives. When you guys told the story of your three-year-old son being disciplined and then going to his room to talk to Jesus, it really lit a fire in us to be more intentional and was powerful to know how much he could understand because of the biblical teaching. I posted a story last night about how our three-year-old talked to Jesus, and I woke up this morning with like a post going viral. I had no idea it was going to do that. And then she shared with me what she wrote in that post, which was pretty powerful. I'm just going to share briefly what the story was. So she has a little son um, who's three years old, and he had like a one of those giraffe pacifiers that he had slept with every night since he was a baby. And when he turned one, they cut the pacifier part off and gave him the giraffe, and he used the giraffe. Well, this giraffe, as you probably can tell the story's going, went missing. Okay. And then for five weeks it was lost and it was a big deal. And the grandparents even tried to like buy him a new little lovey or whatever to have with him in bed. And that wasn't satisfying him. And she kept encouraging him to pray and ask Jesus to help him find this thing. Okay. And then tonight when they were going to bed, Shiloh hopped in bed with the giraffe. So her little boy hops in bed with the giraffe and she's like, what? And she asked him, Shiloh, you found your passy. Where was it? He said, mommy, I looked everywhere under the bed, under the couch, in the drawers. It wasn't anywhere. I said, I know. How did you find it? He said, I prayed to Jesus and Jesus told me where to look. He told me to go to the playroom. It's under the blue seat behind the chair. 
And she just in her post said, Jesus cares about your three-year-old's last pacifier. How much more does he care about your need to don't lose heart, keep praying? How many of you right then, well, obviously everybody's going to love the story, but there's probably some people are like, did Jesus really yeah. say that specific exactly where his past he was behind the blue chair? Yeah. And I would just ask you if that came into your head, that you might need to revisit what the scriptures say. Mm-hmm. And you might need to revisit where it says, have faith like a child. Because we are called, we, we are to believe and trust the Lord that he is a good God. Mm-hmm. And that he cares about our small things and he cares about our big things. Mm-hmm. And he cares about the child's little toy. I guess it's a right. toy. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, it's like this little giraffe animal thing that he was sleeping with to give him comfort. And, you know, it's interesting because she, she messaged me the rest. It said at the end, it said, keep praying, keep believing. We got some really great time tonight to talk about how Jesus answers prayers. So thankful for these sweet moments, she said. And then um, she created an update. And she said, well, we weren't expecting this to reach as many people as po- as it has, but we've been so encouraged by your messages and comments. So many parents and future parents are asking us questions on how we are teaching our children so that they understand God at such a young age. Um, both my husband and I grew up in a Christian home, but a resource we listen to every day is Courageous Parenting's podcast. And then she linked to it and said, it's been life-changing for us because it's been encouraging us to be intentional and discipling our children. So you guys, I'm sharing this with you, like obviously for multiple reasons. First and foremost, the topic that we're talking about, encouraging your kids to really trust in the Lord. Like, do they pray trusting that God is going to one, listen to them two answer them. And three, if they are praying in the will of God, that their requests will be made known. And so, you know, some people might say, well, okay, well, maybe it, the, the giraffe being lost and praying for the giraffe was a selfish prayer, right? Well, but did God get glorified in that situation? God answered that prayer because he knew the heart of that child and he wanted to be made known to this child, like on a deep personal level. Even if there's a desire that we have where we feel like we want something and we think it's a need, but it's actually more of a want, sometimes God wants to... He, he shows up in these really miraculous ways. And I know that for you guys, you're talking about, okay, this is a little stuffed animal, Angie, and you just called it a miraculous thing that this three-year-old found it. Yes. And as parents, mm-hmm. we need to recognize that those small little things are mountains to our three-year-old. They are like as big as getting a new job to an adult. Okay. And that is just as important to God as it is him helping you figure out what you're going to do with your life's calling and what vocation you're going to have or if you're going to have if if your baby is going to be mm-hmm. born um healthy or whatever the prayer request that you have is just as important to God as this 3-year-old's lost pacifier. And hey, so let's talk about children for a second and there's this interesting question that might come to your mind. Uh came to my mind a long time ago, I'm sure Angie too, and we've talked about this, which is Young children, there appears to be something unique about young children. Let me ask you a question. If a one-year-old child dies, does that child go to heaven? And while the Bible isn't very super specific on like that situation, Mm -hmm. it does say 
that uh, in Matthew 19, 14, let's look at that um, because it's, this is pretty clear, uh, which says, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. So what does that say? Little children are going to heaven. Okay, that's what that means. The, the kingdom of heaven belongs to the little children and we're to have faith like little children. So this presents a unique opportunity, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, for parents to influence their little children, how powerful the stage this is and how important this is, right? So we'll talk about that. So you have little children, but then what happens at some point, children get older and you could call it whatever you want. You can call it an age of accountability. Now, some denominations will put a specific age on that. I would respectfully disagree with that mm -hmm. because age doesn't mean maturity. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. But there is a point, and we've seen this different places with our different kids, uh, where they start to have questions about God. They start to wonder if he's real, some of them, and some of them never wondered. They always trusted, right? And then they, But then they had a real conversion when they're older. And they're born again. So there's faith like a child, little children belong to the kingdom of heaven. There's some point where there's an age of accountability and they're wrestling mm -hmm. with what truth is. Mm -hmm. And then there's this, they accepted the Lord when they're a little bit, when they're older. And sometimes that age, by the way, can be a real acceptance of the Lord at six, seven, eight. Often you'll see it nine, 10, 11. You know, yeah, I mean, it really, it's just every person has a completely different journey yeah. with the Lord. So you, one of the things that we've prayed for that I would encourage you all to pray for, I think that it is within God's will that we would be praying this prayer, which is, Lord, I pray that my children would f know you and accept your free gift of salvation into their life at a young age. I I've prayed that over and over and over again for my kids, mm -hmm. knowing that God's will for their life is going, it, it is one where they are reconciled to him. And when that happens is in his hands. But I know that he knows my heart mm -hmm. and he knows my child's heart. And so if I'm prompted to be praying for the soul of another person, even if that soul is my child, God delights in those prayers. So they, it's not ever a lost cause, if you will, to be praying, Lord, I pray that my children would know you at a young age, that they would accept your free gift of salvation, that they would seek you, that they would have a have a desire to know you more, to want to listen to the Bible, even before they're reading even. Mm -hmm. And you guys, it's a beautiful thing. We have this awesome responsibility and privilege. It's like both as parents to be able to disciple our children and to see the fruit of him in their hearts. I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. 
www.angiebrown.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Amen, another one, just one more, Luke 18, 17. So important, <laughs> truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So Jesus says, let the children come to me. You know, um, it, it's just, the children have this special, this special period of time. So if you have young children, and by the way, if you're listening, you don't keep listening because other people have little children. Mm -hmm. You may be a grandparent someday with little Lord children. Lord willing, because children are a blessing. Right. So it's really important that you keep listening. But um, because during this time, there's this unique opportunity. Let's look at it as a unique opportunity as parents mm -hmm. to to be. Um, trusting of the Lord ourselves, even in the small things, to believe that it would be a good thing for a three-year-old to pray for something lost. And you as a parent, even though you've completely looked through the whole house, you've helped them, it's a big deal, or some other situation, you believe God can help your child find the thing. Mm -hmm. And do you walk that way yourself? And do you influence your kids to experience God in that way? And you might have the question, well, what if God doesn't give direction on exactly where the toy is or the thing is or whatever it is? Well, we don't want to live like that. We don't live in what ifs. And you know what? It's actually okay if it's an, a, a no answer from God. Mm -hmm. If the thing doesn't come up, because aren't there no answers in real life as yeah. we get older and we have a relationship with God? God is all-knowing. He knows what's best. He knows what's best for your child. He knows what's best for you. And that's easy to answer and come up with. Mm -hmm. I pray. I know I'm a little weird. I pray for parking spots. And I see, and I have a full carload of kids, and I'll have one of them pray for a parking spot. And you know what? Often, so often, God opens a spot, especially if a child prays, okay? Opens up a beautiful spot for us and goes in. And we give glory to God for that. Mm -hmm. And some of you are like, well, that's such a little thing. Isn't that, why are we bothering God with a parking spot? You can't bother God. No. He is that big. And he, he is that cares. powerful. He is that loving. He is that good. He did not have to make fruit taste so good. He made fruit match up with our taste buds in a way that makes it, Awesome. It's tasty. Hey, you know, it's, it's interesting because this last weekend we were um, headed to the rodeo with our bigs, our big kids in town. It was kind of a far away distance. And we, we experienced a miracle in our family, actually, because we were driving all of us with all the kids in the van. And we got to the gas station to get gas and the battery died. Like I'm talking, it was dead. You tried turning the car in like well, 20 Well, the reason times, I knew right? it was a battery issue is because it would slightly 
start to turn the engine, but it wasn't enough juice energy to actually do it enough to get the engine going. Right. So I knew so that so that was an electrical yeah. problem, right. either battery or elsewhere. Not and, charging and just battery. so you guys know, okay, so we have um, nine kids ourselves and a daughter-in-law. Austin and Caroline were not with us. Kelsey was already she was at work in town, but so we had seven kids all under 17 in the van and and myself and Isaac. So nine of us in the car and it was over a hundred degrees that day. Very, very hot. So he sent us into the gas station to stay cool. And we waited for a local mechanic to come and try to jump the battery, so to speak. Well, the car miraculously turned on and then we all got in the car. Yeah. Well, so I had tried many times and then we called somebody and, and I'm just sitting there waiting for them to come and then I go, you know, Lord. I think the Lord might uh, do something here. And I turned it on and it just fired up like it was perfect. There was no struggle. You know, if you've experienced the battery dying, you can't start the car. No struggle at all. Just boom, started right up. I text Angie, come back out. And I go, okay, we're going to go two blocks down the street. Yeah. And and we went to the mechanic shop and they're baffled. They're like, well, that shouldn't happen. Like the they battery literally was dead. tested it. And then they, yeah. and then so I go, well, can you please test it? We're going an hour away. Can you imagine breaking down on the windy roads we're going on or something like that? We would have had leather. to get like two Ubers to get home so, because there yeah. were so many of us. So anyways, we, so we're right there and he goes, this battery is completely toast. Like it's dead, dead. They, they didn't they, know why it turned on again after it had already died and wouldn't turn on for like 20 tries. Like it was crazy that and, we got there and, and then we baffled. live in a very small town under a thousand people so the the likelihood of having a mercedes sprinter van battery which is not just a normal battery that's <laughs> average you know the average place has in this little town is very rare so he calls the parts place and he that's says, like next door he goes i yeah. think you we have one of these because he also owns the parts store i think you have one of these okay. and uh can can you look and he goes yep sure we we do actually have one in the back here and boom and they brought it over. They stopped working on the other cars that were in the shop to, and we're all sitting in the van waiting and they put the new battery in and bam, we were back on the road. But like in all seriousness, you guys, God is so good, right? Like so many, how many people would look at that and be like, oh man, I'm sorry you had that experience. No, God was glorified through that experience because we gave everything to him, every circumstance through prayer and supplication. We made our request known to God. With Thanksgiving, we didn't allow ourselves to have a bad attitude. Even the kids, I have to say, I'm super impressed because even the kids, I didn't hear one of them complain, even though everyone was excited to go to the rodeo. Like I'm talking people who are in full on cowboy outfits, <laughs> excited to go to their first rodeo here in Idaho. And here we were potentially going to be not going because we wouldn't have had a vehicle that would have fit us, Right. But God was glorified and everyone had a great time. But I look at that and I go, imagine if we would not have prayed. Imagine mm -hmm. if we would not have given glory to God in that and been willing to recognize and verbalize the actual miracle to our kids. So here's a question for you. When things happen like that, do you give those little things to God or do you think that they're so little, minute, petty that you don't want to bother Jesus with them? And here's the thing. I want you to also think, do I do this or do my kids think I do this? Because that's actually a really important question too. Do my kids think that I don't pray for little things and I only pray for big things? Because that is that modeling, what you're modeling for them is going to become a legacy that is passed down potentially. 
Not, not 100%, but potentially. And we need to be aware of that. We need to be challenged in our own prayer life and go, am I praying with faith like a child? Mm-hmm. Because I can't leave my child to do that if I'm not doing it. So think back to the story of the three-year-old now. What do you think happened to his belief in God? What do you think happened to his belief in Jesus? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened to his belief in prayer? What do you think happened to his, his experience with God? His experience with God. He literally prayed. God literally showed him where it was. He went to exactly where he was shown. He found it. He had it. And he gave glory to Jesus when his mom asked him how he found it. That is super powerful. That child might not ever forget that experience with God. Hopefully that mom, I mean, she wrote it down in a post. So she'll remind him multiple times, most likely, because it became a milestone in her walk with God too, of what faith like a child is actually like. Yeah. So how can we then, just think about this, how can we encourage experiencing God to our kids. Now we did a whole nother episode on experiencing God. Yeah, um, how to how to help your kids to experience God. Which I think is, is what a the little, podcast episode was. Which is was. a little different, different stories and so forth. Yep. Um, but more stories that are similar. But yeah. let's let's encourage our kids to pray. And mm-hmm. pray, they probably already pray without doubting. Mm-hmm. The question is, are we praying without doubting? Mm-hmm. Do we have an expectancy? Mm-hmm. And let's have faith. And this is even this is episode isn't about this, but this is even in a correction process with kids mm-hmm. or discipline, however mm-hmm. you decide to discipline. This is so important that there's a spiritual part of the correction, which is repenting mm-hmm. to God and mm-hmm. praying to the Lord, asking for forgiveness for anybody they harmed and those kinds of things. And if kids, children, when they're young, are experiencing God and praying to God and, and repenting over and over and over again, what is going to happen to their spiritual walk with the Lord mm-hmm. as they get o- older? It's only going to encourage this. I hope so. Yeah. Again, this is not a works-based salvation message at all. Again, we believe when children are very young, they're already sinful. They're already sinful, but there's also a special situation where Mm -hmm. they are gods, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's this age accountability and then born again. And so, and when someone accepts the Lord, the the mystery of salvation is all gods and that's Mm -hmm. all gods doing the work. Mm -hmm. But there is faith required. There is man's there responsibility. Is. Now, I, since we're talking about this, I think that it's important because, that we just touch on this because I know I'm b- probably going to get bombarded with a bunch of questions from parents um, just regarding like, okay, so if you if you believe that there's an age of accountability, and so just to be clear on what we're saying, Isaac and I have a personal belief based upon scripture, as many of you do, that God is a merciful God. And mm-hmm. if that one-year-old or that two-year-old was to tragically die, that even though the Bible is not clear on if they are in heaven, we believe that the mer- that merciful Jesus would welcome them with arms wide open into heaven, even if they haven't been baptized, if they haven't done a confession of faith, different things like that, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so let's say even toddlers, you know, not talking, mm-hmm. okay? And the reason why I think this is important for us to talk about, just because we believe that, does not mean that we don't believe that children are sinners when they're that age, because we do believe they are. Mm-hmm. We believe that what the Bible says on all of these topics, that children, that because sin entered the the world through Adam and Eve, 
the moment that we enter into the world, we sin is bound up in the heart of a child. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. Mm-hmm. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For Amen. all means even children. We see the the ramifications of human nature in selfishness. We see it through mm-hmm. temper tantrums. We see it through selfish desires. We, it, yes, they are sinners. And it is important that they are corrected, that they are taught. It's important that they are loved, that they are discipled, that they are disciplined. It, all of these aspects of the Bible, what the Bible teaches, are extremely important. Just because we believe that God is merciful on that one-year-old that potentially would die does not mean that the parents of that one-year-old should not have been teaching them. Mm-hmm. That's not what, do you see what I'm saying? I want to be really, really clear here. So even though they are in sin, we as a, parents have responsibility to be training our children up in the admonition of the Lord. We have a responsibility before God, but we also believe that if something was to tragically happen to those those little children, that God is going to be merciful with them. Amen. And so I, I just wanted to be clear with that so that we don't have a bunch of confusion down the road. So your example of trusting God really matters. Let's look at the Matthew 17, 14 through 20. This is such a good chunk of scripture right mm-hmm. here. And then when they came to the crowd, a man came upon up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the boy was healed instantly. Mm -hmm. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now on this is that a a grain of mustard seed. Mustard seed is one of the small seeds, grows into one of the biggest trees, 20 feet wide and 20 feet high. It's a huge tree. Beautiful birds can sit on it. Jesus talks about it in a different parable, being like the kingdom of heaven and Um, supporting the birds and all these things, right? So it's just interesting. You can go look at that. But this is having faith like a mustard seed. The smallest seed becomes the biggest thing. So it's not about necessarily a quantity of faith. Sometimes you might think to yourself, how could I have more faith? No, it's either faith. You're you're either walking and trusting God or you're not. If you have fear, anxiety, and worry about something, you're not in a mode of faith. Mm -hmm. If you are praying, but you're not fully believing that God's listening and can do what you're talking about for somebody else. You might be praying for somebody else. You might be praying healing for somebody. Do you believe that God can do that if it's in his will while you're praying? You either do or you don't, right? So it's 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 not about us becoming, having more faith. It's about having faith, right? And it doesn't take a lot. It's about God doing something through you, not you doing something because you have more faith. It's about having faith, okay? So it's super, super important to think about that. And it Mm -hmm. it really comes down to this, is that when does God take action? When it's in his will and when our heart is right. So the more our heart is right is the more likely it's going to be in his will Mm -hmm. because we're more likely to talk to God in ways that are in his will, to ask for things that are in his will. Mm -hmm. But should we not ask for things 
out of wonder if it's going to be in his will? Mm -hmm. No, we should pray. We should have a relationship with God where we're asking and talking, even the small things, the big things. Mm -hmm. And if our heart is right and it's not in his will, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If it's in his will, but our heart is, isn't right. He may not take action. He may, he's God. He can decide to because it's still in his will, but let's, let's have our hearts be right. And how do we, how do we make sure our hearts are right? Well, to have a heart of God, we need to know God. And to know God, we need to read his word. Mm-hmm. Read The word of God is so important to have our hearts right. It's not everything when it comes to relationship with God. But when you read scripture, it is a mainstay. It is the thing. It is how you know the heart of God. It's, it's how you know the will of God. And it's how you test the spirits, right? A lot of people will talk about, um, you know, just thoughts and they journal with Jesus and and I journal. I mean, I journal to God all the time. I write letters to him. I write down prayer requests. I write out my prayers. I take notes when I'm reading scripture, but that should never be confused as being part of the word of God, because it's not actually. The word of God is alone sufficient for rebuking, for teaching, for correcting, for all things. This alone is God's word. And the Bible warns us in Revelation not to add to it, right? We talk about this all the time in the podcast. Literally, that is a massive warning. We don't add to it. Can we write Jesus' letters? For sure. Can we experience God and learn more about him as we're reading his word and we're writing out what it means to us? Yes, and that's a discipline that would be a beautiful thing to be teaching our kids as they get older as well. But listen, when it comes to experiencing God, Let's be careful not to put God in a box. Not that God could ever be put in a box. Let's just be honest. He can't because he's God. But what I mean is don't put try to put human parameters around what God could do. Don't put a fence around, a try, like a metaphorical fence around a limitless God that loves your children and is pursuing them and wants them to experience him. Instead, let's view God rightly. Let's view him accurately. Let's view God biblically, understanding that he literally is a limitless God that can move mountains, that can raise people from the dead, that can cast out demons, and that he's called us all up. He's called us all to walk in that same faith that children seem to naturally have, which is this belief that, oh, he's God. He can do anything. And let's not forget to give credit to God. How often do we sometimes pray for something and it happens seven days later mm-hmm. and we don't circle back and glorify him and bring that back to the kids yeah. and help them be part of that? How often do we hide the challenges we're experiencing? We pray quietly without our kids knowing about the challenge and they're not praying for it. And then something good happens and, and, and we don't really tell them we about don't it. really tell them about it. And we don't give credit to God in front of the kids and they're not yeah. part of that experience. There's in this. Co- there's in this cocoon. This, this maybe the, Sunday only church cocoon. Cocoon, and yeah. not ex- we're not being invited and st- the stirred up by parents just really walking real life with their kids. Obviously, we're not going to share every single thing with mm-hmm. them, but that is so important. And then the question sometimes comes up in our heads, probably, which is, how do I know when to give credit to God? Like. All what happens What happens if I give credit to God, but it's really just something that we did, or it's really just happenstance, or it's just a really an ironic thing that happened? 
Well, I would always err on the side that God did it versus these other things. And I think we should just think less about wondering these things. I think let's just glorify the Lord. And if it was a situation where God didn't do it, he's still glorified. Mm -hmm. And I think that we want to be walking in a way where we're praying without ceasing, right? That means we're consistently praying, maybe not every minute of the day, although that is what it means, but that's pretty impossible, I found. But uh, <laughs> so, but it's like we're in this continual prayer process many times during the day, mm-hmm. and we're giving credit to the Lord. And yeah, sometimes we're like patting uh, our kids on the back for doing a great job. And sometimes and we're some, praying for them to grow and be challenged, right? Yeah, and, and sometimes we do something, we didn't pray about it, God wasn't involved. And, you know, you're not just going to fabricate credit to God either. But let's rejoice in that. Let's walk in a way that's spiritual, where let's walk in a way where it's evident that there's a relationship with Mm -hmm. our creator, Mm -hmm. the one true God. And let's encourage that in our kids. Sometimes they naturally have that and we don't even realize it, but we could be discouraging it in our own unbelief Mm -hmm. that God is answering prayers to the children. Mm -hmm. So let's not do that. I think that story was so beautiful and I'm so glad they shared it and let us know about it. Yeah. And I think this episode was important. Yeah. So you guys, as we are wrapping up here, I just want to remind you all that this topic of encouraging your kids to trust in the Lord, um, to have faith as small as a mustard seed can and how it can move mountains, right? Um, I, I just want to encourage you that we love teaching on this kind of stuff. And we do teach more in depth on this specific topic in the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. And so if that's something that you're interested in, go check it out at CourageousParenting.com. Just watch the video. We also offer opportunities for groups to go through it together. And so you can find out more about that on the website. But we have an entire session out of the six-week um, self-paced course that teaches on discipleship of your children. And this is one part of discipleship is this concept of teaching them how to pray for things and how to give God glory and and experiencing him so that there is a real, real relationship that is being cultivated. It's kind of like this. If you had a friend and you wanted to introduce your friend to your child, you would literally say, hey, Johnny, this is Jesus. Jesus, this is Johnny. You would introduce them. You'd help them to meet together. That's what we get to do as parents over and over and over again through prayer, through worship, through reading the word, through understanding him, through serving other people, through being kind, through all kinds of avenues. So if you would like to explore more what it means to disciple your children, come join us in the Parenting Mentor Program. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.